welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Last week, what did I speak about? A plan. Can you imagine God has a plan? I know you have a plan, but you are not the only one who has a plan. God also has a plan. And what's the name of God's plan? Economy. God God has an economy. All economy, economy. The better way to put it is household administration. In 2 Timothy chapter chapter 2 verse 20 it says that in a great house (laughs) many people didn't know that God has a great house (laughs) say in a great house house. not a small house that's why he needs an economy say in a great house house. say it again Say for the last time. In a great house. In a great house. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. It's a great house. So God has a great house. And Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6, it says, Whose house ye are. Wow. <laughs> Whose house are we? Um, how does New King James put it? Whose house we are? He said, but Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house we are? And this house is a great house. So, you remember Jacob. Jacob, God called Abraham. Do you know why God called Abraham? Do you know why God called Abraham? What are we talking about? Why did God call Abraham? That's why I called Abraham. Not because Abraham was so intelligent. You see, religion has presented a God who is sitting somewhere, who we are also living our life and we just have to get him to come and do things for us. (laughs) No! That's not a Christian God. Why doesn't he answer every prayer then? If that is the kind of God he is, then he should answer every prayer. everything according to the counsel of his own will, of his own pleasure, of his own purpose. He has a plan, he has a purpose, and which is going to climax at the end of time. So everything happening is in the plan. The details. He has planned everything, the details. The details. 
Nothing is by accident. The details. And yet, he doesn't tell you, go and, go and betray Jesus. However, he has actually planned your betrayal in the details. So much so that Peter said, in Acts chapter 1, verse 16, 17, Peter stood up amongst the 12, and he said that, men and brethren, you know, <laughs> men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled. What scripture? What scripture? Which you have, which the Holy Spirit, ah, so the scripture is from the Holy Spirit, number one. Which the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David. David was just speaking by to a scripture. Shabby. <laughs> David was speaking, but it was the Holy Spirit speaking. It says that the scripture had to be which the Holy Spirit spoke. How did he speak? He used David's mouth. So when you are listening to David, you think he's the one talking, but at that moment, it was the Holy Spirit talking. It was the Holy Spirit talking, man. <laughs> so maybe as I'm preaching, the Holy Ghost might be talking. Sorry. That's what God does. God speaks through the speakings of his vessels. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David. This is very interesting. Concerning Judas. How on earth would David know Judas? He doesn't even know Jesus. He never knew Mary. He never knew Jeconiah. You're talking of 14 generations. He only knew Solomon. <laughs> so where is, how, how on earth is he going to talk about Judas? That's why the, it's the Holy Spirit who is the, But why did the Holy Spirit talk? Okay, from Jesus, David to Jesus. Let's look at the Bible. Matthew chapter 1. The, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. Son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob begat Judah. Judah, uh, Judah and his brethren, his brothers. Judah begat Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez begat Hezron and Hezron begat Ram. Ram begat Abinadab. Abinadab begat Nashon. Nashon begat Salmon. Salmon, Boaz, Boaz, Obed. Obed uh, by Ruth. Uh, Obed by Ruth. And Obed begat Jesse. Jesse begat David the king. He's the only one who got his title. David the king. David the king begat Solomon by her who was somebody's wife. Yay! <laughs> Is there in the Bible? David, the one who had this title added to his name, wasn't Solomon the king? But it didn't say Solomon the king. After Solomon, all the ones that came, they were also kings, kings, royalty. David mentioned, David was the only one. And can you imagine, they mentioned David before Abraham. Jesus Christ, the son of, the son of Abraham. David seems to be a very important person. David, the king, and David the king had Solomon by somebody's wife. No, it's not his wife. He had, she had been. There's a difference. 
There's a difference. The child Bathsheba had with David when she was married, that child didn't live. And David repented and married her after he killed the husband. So, he went to watch porn. Do you, how many of you know porn comes with a lot of attendance problems? Attendance problems. When you finish watching porn, something might follow. Yeah. That's why you have to watch what you watch. Because David, instead of going to church, going to battle, he decided to just stay at home. And then he was bored, so he went to the roof. He has a rooftop. He was just walking. And he saw a woman bathing. David said, what? He said, oh, no, no. It is, it's, it's not good. I can't, I can't watch it. It's not good. So he went. But he said, no, no. So David called one of his house servants. Can you bring me a chair? He sat down and finished watching. The woman didn't know she was being watched. Yeah. Watching women is not a good thing for a man. Watching women. Yeah. Watching women for lustful purposes. How many of you know that when you watch some things, afterwards you want more? Afterwards you want more. So it's better not to start. The lack of discipline that makes you not avoid starting, that same lack of discipline will not make you stop continuing until you get into trouble. And those things can go down slippery slope very quickly. You can get into trouble very quickly. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You didn't intend to do anything bad, but you shouldn't have gone to his house. Because you've started something you might not be able to control. And when you finish, you are crying. What have you got? You shouldn't have. You knew you shouldn't have gone there. Especially those guys who say, oh, now I'm fine. I'll just pass by. I used to go there and a lot of things. This time, now I'm strong. After church, I'm strong. You are not strong at all. When you go there, you eat sand. (laughs) (laughs) So, David said, I want to see more. Afterwards, after the live show. Say, who's, 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 you see that woman, whose woman is that? Bring her. And so it's Uriah's wife. Say, bring her. Uriah is gone to, for, the men have gone for war. David was supposed to be there, but he was chilling out. Bring the woman. Bring the woman. Some of, some of you, when people call you, they say they are coming home. Tell them, don't come. Yes. Don't come, please. When someone calls you, where are you going? I'm going to Edgeway. Okay, I'm also driving there. You can't join me. Oh, no, sorry. No. The sister after church said, oh, are you going to Edgeway? So oh, yeah, I'm all going. Okay, I'll join you. Can I join you in your car? You're alone. Say, uh, no. <laughs> no. And just to cover yourself, say, pastor said I shouldn't be. So if you ask pastor, then I don't mind. I really would have wanted to go with you, but please ask pastor. 
before they come to invite you for bowling. Ice skating. So David said, bring her, and when she came, he had to continue what started. Because you see, the thing doesn't end. David said, bring her. And he brought her. They brought her. He said, tonight gonna be a good night. <laughs> and she got pregnant. So after the period, she came with overnight bag. <laughs> after the period, she went back home, according to the scriptures. And then she got pregnant. And the woman conceived. So she sent, and to, you know, the women will always tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've missed my period. You see, I told you it doesn't start in a problem, with a problem. Start like this is just something, a fling. <laughs> but where it's going, you cannot be in control of it. Because you thought this is not going anywhere, so just something little. No, some things are better not started. So, I'm pregnant. David said, whoa. He said, I'm with a child, obviously. He knew why the woman was telling him. So he said, mm, this is, I have a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. You know, just strolling on his in the rooftop, seeing a naked woman, he should have left the place. And something happened, so he said, I have got a plan. He has to think about something. Because he's like, he can't put himself to disgrace like that. So he said, okay, the guy is a soldier man, but he's on the field. Send for him. I'm the commander, uh, commander in chief. Send for him. When he comes, I'll let him go to your wife. Go and have some fun with your wife and then go. Because after being home, away from home for a while, he must be loaded. Of course. So come. <laughs> come and offload. <clears throat> so he comes back. And the guy is so focused and loyal like a KP2 person. He said, my friends are on the field. My compatriots, my contemporaries, they are on the field fighting. I can go and be relaxing and re enjoying with my wife at home. The king called for me, I've come, king. The king said, give him alcohol. They had fist, give him a, go, go home. He didn't go. He didn't go to sleep near his wife because he said, I can't do that, I'm too loyal. I'm not supposed to be here by now, I'm supposed to be here. But the king has called me, I mean, the king finished with me, I'm going back. I'm not going to be with my wife. It's not time for enjoyment, boy. It's time for everything. It's time for everything. This is not time to be changing your snake uh, trainers and track shoes and Jordan something or Nike tech 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 flick. Another one will come after the tech flick. So wait. This is not the time to change. This is time for studies. Mm. Mm. Uriah said, I won't go home. Mm. And so it was told David that oh, wait, the plan didn't work. <laughs> what is it? He didn't go home. Because he thought as soon as he goes home, he will see his wife's body. And that will wake up brother. And brother will want to be generous before he leaves. 
So, <laughs> so he didn't go home. They called him. He said, oh, I don't know. He said, oh, no, no, I can't go home and all that. So David felt like, wow. Because if he goes home and the wife comes, he's already pregnant, then it will be said that he did it. But normally when they go to battle, sometimes they can be there for months. So how can I be away for months and my wife is pregnant? So that's why he said, come back, go and be with your wife. He said, I'm not going. He didn't know. He's just a genuine person. So David said, okay, plan B. He wrote a letter to the army commander. And he said, Uriah is coming back. And he gave the letter to him, give it to your boss. And he told the boss, put him in the fiercest part of the battle. Let him be there and let everybody withdraw from him. Say so he will die because I can't take this shame. Yeah. He wrote a letter. Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. That, that, David, 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 not you. You wouldn't do that. I'm talking about David. God said, David is a man after my heart. David! If you wrote the Bible, you wouldn't put this thing about David. No. Because men wouldn't put this thing concerning David. No, no. Because the Bible must look a bit neat. <laughs> God, this is kind of a messy thing inside it. How do you explain this? But there's a plan. The Bible is not an accident. And this David is the one the Holy Ghost spoke through his mouth. I'm not saying continue doing your porn and then you speak through your mouth. I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. So, is someone getting something? Yes. So David said, kill him. And then they told him. He was carrying his own letter for his execution. But he didn't know. A loyal man said, oh, the king has sent me. He's so happy. They said, kill him. He died. And it was told David that the guy is gone. He sent for the wife and added her. Oh! He took the widow and made her his wife. Meanwhile, you killed a man. Nobody knows, but you killed a man. David, but this thing wow. that David had done displeased the Lord. What is it that you are doing that is displeasing God? This thing that David has done, this thing that you are doing, this thing that you are doing, I don't know who I'm talking to, this thing that you are doing, the God who can bless you, you are displeasing him. The God who alone can bless you and change that messy story and turn your situation around, you are displeasing him. But I've not done anything against God. No, you know. You know he will endorse what you are doing. This thing that David has done, displease the Lord. And he married her. And the woman conceived anyway. She had already conceived before she was married. <laughs> and when she conceived, she gave birth. David has a heart for his children. She gave birth, and the child became sick. 
And David prayed that God don't kill this, don't let this child die. He fasted. Actually, for if he, he was a king. You go and see him in his house, he's not eating. He said, God, my son, my son. And the son died. So David was told that he's dead. I would say when David was told, he stopped the fasting, he got up, he said, God gave, God has taken. He's going to continue with his life. But did he repent? Yes, he did. Because after he took the woman and the thing displeased God, it's good to have a pastor. You can be a prime minister, you better have a pastor. Some of you only have a boyfriend. Have a girlfriend. You have a lecturer. But you don't have a pastor. And yet you have a lawyer. You have a GP. You don't have a pastor. You are in deep future trouble. (laughs) So, God told Nathan what David had done. And Nathan the prophet went to David. And David is a king. You can't talk to him anyway. So he told him a parable, a story, that there was a, a, a small town. And there was a very rich man. He had a lot of sheep. And there was another poor man. He had only one sheep. The man loved the sheep. He baths with the sheep. He sleeps with the sheep. He, he, he treasured the sheep. The sheep. And he said, one day, the man who has plenty sheep, sheep had a, some guests. And he wanted to do party. He went to this other man's house, the one who had only one, and took that one, slaughtered the sheep, and served his guests. And Nathan told David, this is what this man did. You are the king. What do you think should be done to such a man? David said that such a man must die right away. (laughs) You see how it's easy to judge other people? You see how it's easy to judge? David, so David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. He didn't know he was the same man. <laughs> against the man. And he said to Nathan, as long as the Lord lives, that man has, who has done this shall surely die. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. And he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he, because he did this thing and, and because he had no pity. Look at the next verse. Then Nathan said, you are the man. (laughs) Tell somebody you are the man. (laughs) Tell them, you are the very one the pastor is preaching about. You are the man. (laughs) It's very interesting. So now he has already endorsed his sentence. Such a man should even live. And he himself was angry. And Nathan said, you are the man. And he said that you had many wives. God, in fact, God, he said, God has given. He said, I gave you your master's house, your master's wives. Yeah. Into your keeping. And gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have given you much more. The next verse. Why have you displeased? Uh, why, why you despise the commandments of the Lord to do this evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword and the people, uh, the, the sword of the people. So you didn't kill Ammonites killed him, but you you orchestrated it. You killed him and took his wife. <sighs> Do you know why I told you all this story? Such a person. 
when God was going to give the one to succeed David's greatness, the child who Uriah gave birth to, there are other women, and David had other sons. But God said, it is this one. So they said, David the king. Look at the genealogy of Jesus. And this is all in the plan of the arrival of Jesus. Why do you add this to Jesus' bloodline? Jesse begat David the king. David the king begat Solomon by her who had been. Now you see the story. And Solomon begat Rehoboam. Rehoboam. So it's like now, Solomon. So when you hear Solomon, Solomon's mother was somebody's, used to be somebody's wife. Yeah. And David killed the father, the man, and married her because he was trying to cover up. And then the child that was conceived before she was married died. And then when she gave birth to this one, God said, this one is going to be mine. <gasps> it should never have been that woman. Yeah. Should have been another woman. Because yeah. David had other women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. David had access to other wives. But why must it be Solomon? That is the irony of God. Oh, wow. He likes using ordinary human beings. You don't have to have a perfect history. Mm. He's not looking for your perfect history. He's looking for your good heart, your open heart, your genuine heart. Some of you, your history is bad. It's so bad. But guess what? Pastor, are you trying to tell me that doesn't matter? It matters to the law, but not to the Lord. Sometimes God can look from heaven and say, oh yeah, look at that bad girl. I like to use bad girls. Look at that bad boy. I like to catch them, polish them up, and show the world what grace can do. So don't be, don't, don't be so wound up about where you got it wrong. It's not important. It's actually part of the script. God will use, all things work together for good. So God will use that as well. He didn't send you to go and do it, but since that has been part of your history, because Uriah's wife, and he said, if I was writing the Bible, I would, I would have just said, Solo, David begat Solomon. Because Abraham, they didn't even mention Sarah. Why? Oh, please. Sarah's such a good woman. How about Rebecca? How about Rebecca? How about Leah? These are great godly women. Where are they? They only mention these strange women. Five of them. So, let's look at it. Abraham begat Isaac. Should have said by, oh, Mama Sarah. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. With who? Jacob begat Judah and his brethren. Judah begat Perez and Zama. By Tama, who is Tama? Tama is a bad girl. Tama is a bad girl. She deceived her father-in-law for her father-in-law to have sex with her. And she conceived Perez, twins, Perez. And, and God said, that this is the one I want to use. Oh, no, God. What kind of God? This kind of God. Oh, I never see your type. Oh. She played the hard lottery. She behaved like she was a prostitute. 
she sat by the roadside. And he went, saw the woman, said, the woman has covered her face. And so they went. And he was very busy, ready to come. He said, oh, 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 before, before you step in, I don't want payment. Just give me your staff and your, your what, uh, two things, whatever. So he, he collected it. And then when they finished, she vanished and ran away with the staff. And, and she conceived. So she was at home. And then Jacob, uh, 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 Judah was at home. They said, Judah, your daughter-in-law, Tama has played the hard lottery, and she's pregnant. It came to pass about three months after that Judah was told, saying, Tama, your daughter-in-law has played the hard lot. Furthermore, she is with child by hard lottery. Ah! What a disgrace have you brought to my family? You see, you see, he's also judging somebody. Meanwhile, he's the one. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know that it's his seed that has worked there. Oh, wow. Are you enjoying this story? It's very interesting. So, so Tama, they told, and he said, hey, who did this? So they call family meeting. Bring her. She has to answer. How this happened to her? <laughs> so when she came, <laughs> when she, she brought out, uh, 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 when she had brought, she brought out the, 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 uh, the father-in-law, what, what belonged to him. And he said, the man who owns this one, he is responsible for this child. <laughs> you know, you, you just have not reading your Bible. There are better movies in the Bible. Better soap operas in the Bible. He said, ah! Please determine who these are. The signet and the cord and the staff. Please, let's find out who this, and then I'm being honest, whoever owns this one. And when um, Judah realized that it was him, he said, she's more righteous than me. I've been the bad guy, yeah. Judah acknowledged them and said, she's been more righteous than I. Yeah. It's okay, yes, and guess what? Jesus, God, when he was going to become a human being, he decided, I'm going to use one of those children. She got pregnant with twins, and normally, Something which I've taught you before is called the right of primogeniture. The right of primogeniture is, that's why Prince Charles is the king and not Andrew. Because he has, has the first right because he's the first child. So normally it's the first child that inherits. But this time, the first child that came, which was Perez, no, no, Tama, no, Zara, Zara, was not the one to be the first. It was rather the second child because Zara was coming, and the other, it's a very interesting story, go and read it. Anyway, but God says, Bible says that the genealogy of Jesus, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob and his brethren, Jacob, Jacob begat Judah, Judah begat, look at it, Judah begat Perez and Zareh by Tamar. And you see, they mentioned that that's the first name in the, female's name in the genealogy of Jesus is the bad girl. Those of you who have been, who used to be bad girls, good news for you. Wow. Yeah. If I were you, I would shout hallelujah. Hallelujah! This is interesting. Very, very, very. Tama, tama. Then, you know, Jews don't deal with Gentiles. Tama, look at it, let's go. And then, so Perez, Perez begat Hezron. Hezron begat 
Ram. Ram begat Abinadab, and Abinadab begat Nashon. Nashon began salmon, like fish. fish. Salmon begat Boaz by Who is Ram? But why do you keep mentioning these bad girls? Yeah. Yeah, that's the genealogy of Jesus. Full of bad girls. Full of the wrong women. And they take, the Bible takes its time to mention these wild women. But the beauty, the beauty of it, that is why he's God, because he has plans. And all that fits into his plans. Because his plans is about human beings. So, should we go back to the genealogy of Jesus? There are other women coming up. Rahab was a bad one. In fact, Bible says Rahab the harlot. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, madam. Faith comes uh, by faith. Rahab, uh, the harlot Rahab, clean harlot, not like it's she's. All right, so Rahab. So, Simon's mother was. Uh, so Simon begat Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begat Obed by Ruth, another one. Yeah. She wasn't a bad girl, but she was a Moabite. Moabites don't come to Israel, they don't mix. Put it on the screen. So she's a Moabite, but why would God choose to add a Moabite? Do you know who a Moabite is? When Saul's uh, Lord's wife turned into a pillar of salt, their daughters felt like now we are only with our father. We are two girls and our father. And we need some, somebody must, there are no men here. Somebody must. So they got their father drunk and the drunken man fired his own daughters. The first one went and conceived. The second one also repeated it and conceived. And it, God said, this is a curse. Wow. This is a curse. Moabites should not enter. So Moabites, it just like Moab. And yet Ruth was a Moabite. That means that everybody can be in. Yeah. Everybody can be in. Ruth. So these are there. So we have heard about who? Tamar. And then? Rahab. And then Ruth, the Moabites. And then let's see the next one. And Jesse begat David the king. David the king begat Solomon by her. Well, somebody's wife. This one is not good at all. Uh, somebody's wife. She shouldn't have married him. But she doesn't have a say. But, you know, women are strong. When they want to do something, they can. Yeah. Ha! Ah. They didn't even mention her name. They just mentioned who she used to be. Somebody's wife. So that's number four. Woman number four. Let's see. Let's go. Solomon begat, uh, so Solomon begat Rehoboam, Rehoboam begat Abina, uh, Abijah, Abijah begat Asa, Asa begat Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begat Joran. Joran begat Uzziah. Uzziah begat Jothan. Jothan begat Ahaz. Ahaz begat Hezekiah. Hezekiah begat Manasseh. Manasseh begat Ammon begat Josiah. Josiah begat Jeconiah and his brethren about the time they were carried into. And then look at the next verse, look at the next verse. And after they were brought from Babylon, Jeconiah began Shechiel, and Shechiel began Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel began 
Abiod, Abiod begat, Aliakim, Eliakim begat, Azor, Azor begat, Zadok, Zadok, Zadok begat, Achim, Achim begat, Eliud, Eliud begat, Eliezer, Eliezer begat, Mathan, Mathan begat, Jacob, Jacob begat, Joseph, the husband of Mary. Mary was the next woman mentioned, and she was a clean one, a virgin. One virgin took care of all those other ones. And uh, Mary uh, uh, um, gave birth to Jesus, and then he began to tell about the Jesus story. But when you studied it very carefully, look at this, the one I was looking for. So all the generations from Abraham to David were what? 14, 14 generations. generations. And David until the captivity of Jeconiah's time, uh, uh, 14 generations. And from the captivity until Christ is another 14, 14 generations. Do you know what it means? You gave birth to this one, one generation, two generations. This one gave birth to three generations, like that. How would David have known about Judah, Judas? Look at the difference from Abraham to David, 14. From David to Jesus, 18. 28, sorry, 28. 28 generations, and yet David spoke about Judas. But why David? David was, he wasn't that bad because when he saw his fault, he repented. God works with a contrite heart. God works with a broken heart. The reason why God is not smiling on you is because your heart is not broken. When your heart is broken because you have broken God's law, God said, it doesn't matter what you have done, come. Come and let's talk, come and let's talk. Psalm 51. He says that a contra, verse 17 or so said a, a, the sacrifice of God are of a broken heart. A broken and a contrite heart. This, oh God, you will not despise. David said this Psalm 51. After they told him that he has done, after he did the wrong, he was caught. Look at verse 1. David went and prayed. He says that unto thee, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the mercy of your tender mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Keep on. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sins. This is David praying this prayer. I acknowledge my transgressions and my sins are always before me. Against you. This is very important when it comes to your relationship with God. Not against the boy, not against the girl. She might not know, he might not know, your mom might not know, your dad might not know, but your sin is not against the government. Your sin is not against your, your sex partner. Your sin is against God. Hey. That is why it takes God to forgive you. If God is forgiving you, it doesn't matter who says they will forgive you. That they, don't, they, don't, they, don't care. they don't matter. They don't matter. Against you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found, you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. God, I deserve anything you have to do. Cleanse me. He says that, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and sin. I was born twisted. I like sin. That he wasn't excusing it. He was admitting it. Look at the next verse. Those of you say, as for me, this is how I am. I, you know, I, I, I was born like this. And I, I was born. People were born crippled. They received healing. I was born like this. I was born like, I was born what? Behold, you desire truth in the inward part and all that. But verse 9, I like verse 9. It says, purge me with hyssop. No, no, God, go to the page. Verse, verse 7. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. This, this is a, a prayer of a broken heart. After killing somebody's, somebody and marrying the wife, 
and him being told what you have done. That's his prayer. What prayer have you prayed? When we say even you want to, you want to come to Jesus, raise your hand. You are struggling to raise your hand. You don't really want to come to Jesus. You, you don't mean it. Because, listen, when you really meet God face to face, the first thing is, God, what should I do? Should I jump? Should I lie down? Whatever. I, I, that's the sign of a broken heart. So David said, against you alone have I sinned. Until you pass through genuine repentance, you can't ask the verse 9. Verse 8. Make, make me hear joy and gladness that, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. God, David was shattered before what he has done. And he know the law of God is against him. Look at verse 9. I like verse 9. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Wow. That should be your prayer. That should be your prayer. After all that has happened, what did I say? After all what has happened, today it looks like I'm really preaching to somebody. After all that has happened, for you to remain relevant in the plan of God, you have to learn how to pray this prayer. Else you'll be very irrelevant in God's plan and you, your destiny will not forgive you for that. It's your relevance in God's plans that determines your relevance in life. It's not your money. It's not your certificate. It's not your beauty. It's not how many guys like you. Hmm. That doesn't determine your relevance in life. Let me finish the text. Ah, I'm enjoying this message. Hide your face. Look at verse 10. Ah, Creating me a clean heart, oh God. And renew the, right, the steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away. Do not come from your presence. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of coming to church. The joy of serving in the choir. The joy of listening. Restore it. I've lost it because of what I did. Restore it unto me, Lord. I want it back. I want to be excited about church and preaching. I want to be excited about outreach. Restore it unto me, Lord. Restore it unto me. That's David's prayer. No one in the Bible calls him David the king. Wow. David the king. You will be fixated on what he did with Uriah's wife. But heaven has gone past that. Again, heaven said, David the king. Look at the kind of heart he had. He said, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Why is the pastor talking about porn? Because of you. Because of you, you, you. There's one person here, it's because of you I'm talking about porn. Every time porn, eh, because every time you are doing it. <laughs> Usually the arrogant take offense in the message that is supposed to save them. That's why I said I will deliver you from those I'm sending you to. Because there are arrogant people who I can't save. And they'll begin to attack you. Because they are within those I want to save. So I send it to a mixture of people. Some are arrogant. They will attack you. Mm. But some among them look arrogant, but they won't attack you. When you are preaching, they may not shout, but they are sitting quiet. They are sitting quiet and in their heart, they are saying, God, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me, forgive me. Restore unto me the joy of salvation. Restore unto me. It doesn't matter how much you, we've gone off. Come back to church yes. and ask God.
to create in you a cleaner. It doesn't matter who knows about it. You can, you can tell. Everybody who knows David has married somebody's wife. But that, that was not his problem. You are always interested in what people think about you. Your image is what matters to you. You'll be disqualified out of the plan of God. So, David, this David guy speaks about Judas. So, Peter said, the, holy, the scriptures must be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Holy Spirit, by the, which was spoken of the Holy, by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. So, what am I trying to talk David spoke about Judas when he didn't ever have a clue about Judas because this whole thing is a plan. <laughs> this whole thing was a plan. Not a plan of David, because David's plan didn't work well. You remember that? Not a plan of David, but it was a plan of God from the beginning of time. And, ah, ah. Did you see the genealogy of Jesus? You see those bad girls? Before God, see any name that was mentioned in the line was part of the plan. They were just living their lives. They didn't know. So those who were going to trap their father-in-law to sleep with them, they were doing it by their own. God, it's like not, it wasn't like God said, go ahead and do it. No. They were, they, if, God was, if there was never a God, they would have still done it. So there was, no ex- there was no external influence for the Moabites or for the Lord's daughters to sleep with Lord. There was no external influence. There was no external influence for David to sleep with Bathsheba. God didn't plan. There was equally no external influence for Judas to betray Jesus. There was no, it was like even if nothing ever existed and life was just going normal, Judas would have done it. But the beauty of it is, which I told you is called the providence of God, is that people were living their own thing, but as they are living it, it has already been scripted from eternity. That someone will do this, 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 and they just come and act it. Without any influence, they do it by their own choice. That is stronger than a miracle. It's called the providence of God. That someone has pulled the gun and pulling the trigger, and if it was going to be used by God to make you a preacher, global preacher. But God didn't send him, God didn't touch the trigger. They are doing their own thing, but God has added that before they did it to the script. (laughs) So that's why I told you, He said, they they decided by the predetermined counsel of God to kill Jesus. They killed him. No, God didn't say go and kill him. They kill. So then, the truth is, if they were being judged for killing Jesus, they were culpable. They were not innocent. They were guilty for killing Jesus. According to normal standards of judgment, they were guilty. They murdered him. So that's why in Acts chapter 3, he said, you by lawless hands have murdered. Lawless hands. Meanwhile, God didn't have an influence in it. God didn't have an influence in it, but I already scripted it. <laughs> it was part of the plan. You think it was God who sent you to go and 
do that drugs? No. No. But it's part of his plan. So that by the time you get to church, you're already humble. Because you know that you're not qualified. He likes using people who know they are not qualified. That's why sometimes pastors' children get left out. Because for some reason, they think they are qualified. And it's not a big deal. What is it? It's not a big No! Nobody has inheritance. It's not your family right to be used by God. He said, I will have mercy on Romans chapter 9, verse 16. I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. And I'll have compassion on whom I'll have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, neither is it of him that runneth, but it's of God who shows. So it was part of the plan. Okay, so now Peter spoke about how all these things that have been happening in life, especially anything that has been recorded in the Bible. How many of you know not everything has been recorded in the Bible? Yeah. Some of you who don't know, I'm just telling you, your great, 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 great grandmother is not in the Bible. Okay, just, I'm just telling you. But she lived. No more human, but it's not in the Bible. Uh, okay, so how about Abraham's... Um, uh, Abraham's auntie. <laughs> they, were, they lived. Yeah. Alexander the Great lived before Jesus was born. Yeah. It was not recorded. For what, 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 what? What's the purpose of recording? Everything recorded in the Bible is called the redemption story. Wow. It's playing a role in our salvation. Yeah. So even Jesus Christ, there are so many things that were, he did he lived, he, he's not, hey, what I'm trying to say, the Bible is not a history book. Tell those guys who say, why is it not in the Bible? Why is it? And it doesn't have to have everything in it. Because it's not a history book. It's a rede- unfolding of the rede- redemption plan. That's why you can see Tara, uh, 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 Tama. You can see Perez. You can see Rahab. It's an unfolding, how about Rahab's mother? What has it got to do with them? How about Rahab's family? What has that got to do with them? They don't matter. They don't matter. It's a redemption story. So, in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 29, I think so. Let's go to verse 30 first. Verse 30. Uh, Yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. Jesus did many other signs in the presence, not like in a corner. People saw it. But why didn't they write it? Which are not written in the book. But why didn't they write it? But these are written, why? There's a purpose for the writing of this. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And believing, you might have eternal life. So it is meant for redemption. This is a redemption story. Everything here, everything here is explaining and unfolding the plan for us. The plan from the beginning. So anything that is not recorded is not part of the, the plan for redemption. Everything here is for redemption. So, okay. All the, I have a lot of questions about the Bible. I think you should think about your redemption. <laughs> think about your redemption. Because you are not that smart. None of us is that smart to assume that I should. I have questions. I have, smarter minds 
have been blessed by these sins. Inventors, I'm talking about inventors. Inventors. Inventors have believed in the Bible and have accomplished so much. Not an Oxford scientist who hasn't accomplished anything. Busy always in the lab or busy always doing research and you haven't changed anything. There are some other Oxford, Cambridge, Yale professors who are firm believers of this. John 15, 18. John 15, 18. Remember that. If the world hates you, know that he hated me. The world will hate Christians. And they will tell us we are bigots. They will tell us it's hate speech. Christians don't hate. They said, don't judge me. We, I'm not judging you. You just don't like the truth. judging you. So now, is someone getting something at all? Are you sure you're getting something? God has a plan. We saw that, according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10, that so that in the fullness of time, at the climax of time, God's plan will play out. So he's working a plan, he's working a plan, he's working, and every generation he has key players. Yeah. <laughs> I pray that God make me a key player in this generation. Amen. That's a very good prayer to be praying. That God, put me in the center of your plan. Even that prayer might still be Part of the plan. Because I find out that God doesn't use people on a long-term basis, on a consistent basis, if they don't have a hunger to be used. So God must inspire a hunger in you. You meet a guy called David Entry, and the, the, way, the way he loves God, the way he's hungry for God, it will spark a hunger in you. And because God wants to raise you as a generational changer. Watch, watch this. He's raising you, but he can't do that if you don't have a hunger for him. So he orchestrates your path. You were walking at shepherd's books and shepherd's books, and someone invited you to Caris, and you came into contact with this African man. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> you hear him speak, but when he speak, you have never heard anybody speak like this. As he's, as he's speaking, your heart is burning. You, you, can, you can identify. I, I don't know what he's saying, but this is my future, this is me. And whilst he's preaching, God is using that to include you in the plan. And so that desire that is generating in you is all that God is waiting for to enlist you in the great changes, the great generals, to enlist you among the great generals. It's a beautiful plan. No human being could plan it. You have to live long enough to make sure it comes to pass. But God from generation to generation, he's the unchangeable God. He's the unchanging changer. 
He's the common factor in everything from beginning to the end. The end will come and he'll still be there. God said, I'm working out my plan. A few things have happened in your life that made you very sad, very angry, and all that. But God said, don't worry, I'm still working out my plan. Don't run away from church. Don't run away from church. Don't run away from church. You have to be grateful to God for the day you were invited to come to the express. So you have to be grateful to God for the day your foot stepped here. Or you might call it astray. You strayed into this place and you didn't realize that you are fitted into destiny. Let me end by telling you this. To be honest, this whole plan thing I'm talking about, I haven't told you what the actual plan is. Mm. (laughs) I haven't told you what God's actual plan is. So why would God, who is all-sufficient, who is content, self-contained community, He's content himself. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you to be God. Sometimes singers say, you know, God created us to worship. It's not true. He doesn't need our worship to be who he is. Oh, you know, when we go to heaven, all we are going to do is to worship, is to worship. Depends on how you define worship. Mm. When we go to heaven, we are actually going to be eating. See the way you're happy. (laughs) Eating what? The food you eat and which doesn't turn into toilet. That must be a very special. (laughs) And it's so sweet. And Christ is the food himself. God, just enjoying God, enjoying God, enjoying, and we'll be singing, and we're just God, and everything we and God. Now, let me show you God's plan. So God is content in heaven. He's fine, doesn't need anything. So why did he do this? Why did he create the world for the devil to invade the world and cause so many people to suffer and all that? But why? Why did he bring this plan? So what is the actual plan? We have always seen that from the foundation of the earth, God had a plan. And he worked the plan from Adam. Mm -hmm. Through uh, Enoch, Abel. The Hall of Faith mentions their name, through Abel. Through um, Enoch, through Noah, through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah. Through the 12 tribes. Moses, Rahab, oh, their names were there. God worked, all through God is working. So when you look at the genealogy of Jesus, it tells you how he's been working. Then you go to the Old Testament and then you, you expand the story. You get the storyline. Like how he says that David begat Solomon by him, she who has been Uriah's wife. Now until you go to 2 Samuel 12, you won't know the story. So the Old Testament tells us the story, but the New Testament tells us the plan, fulfillment, where it's going, where it's going, where it's going, until Jesus arrives. And Jesus arrives, he lives on the earth for 33 years, and then they kill him. 
And his death brought us redemption. Ah, that was where the game changed. So in Adam, all died. In Jesus, all lived. In Romans chapter 5, it's, a, it's actually in Romans chapter 5. First 12 says that through one man sin. <laughs> Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all have sinned. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more, say much more. Much more. Those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign through life through one. So it's like Adam is a type of Jesus. In what sense? You didn't have to sin to be a sinner. You just have to be in the Toledo, Toledo of Adam. The generations of Adam makes you a sinner. In the same way to be righteous. Okay, look at verse 19, just to make it. Just verse 19, just there. Let the Bible speak. I feel like preaching. Let the Bible speak. Let's all read. Let's go. For One more time. Oh, come on, read it aloud. Louder for the last time. How did you become disobedient? How did you become a sinner? How did all the many become sinners? So they didn't have to sin. Someone sinned on their behalf. And God, Bible says that Adam gave birth in his likeness. Genesis chapter 5. Oh! After he fell, if he had given birth before he fell, that would have been a different story. And Adam lived 130 years and begat son in his... The son looked too much like him. So he inherited the sin. And so you also gave birth. When you give birth, your child is a sinner. He doesn't have to do anything wrong. So the reason why you are a sinner is not because of the bad things you did, but it's because of you are in Adam. So he said, but, but, but that's not fair. Because, because you don't want to take responsibility for your righteousness. That's why you are saying that's not fair. All were classified as sinners because of Adam. So look at it. For by one man's disobedience were the many, so also, what's, that? what's not fair about this? So now you have to choose where you'll be. So being a sinner or being made righteous is not based on what you do, it's based on where you are. It's just, stop talking about it's not fair, it's not fair. Choose where you'll be. It's just simple as that. So also by one man's obedience, the many were made righteous. So I'm not righteous because I behave well, so good. I'm righteous because Christ behaved it. Christ obeyed God and I've, I've, I, when I come into Christ, I receive the credit of his obedience. <laughs> Is that also not fair? You are saying it's not fair because you don't want to take responsibility to come into Christ. You, so even if Christ has not come, even if Adam has not come and it was you, you would have done what you are doing. You would still disobey God. Because now you are doing it. When he has given, okay, here, left or right, black or white, um, uh, light or darkness, Adam or Christ? 
that you have chosen. Wow. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, 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 God made man in his image. But sin came in, and the image, how many of you have seen a broken glass before? But it's not shattered. Or it's broken, but it's still in place, you know. It, when you look at yourself in the mirror, how do you see yourself? Your nose will be here. <laughs> and your eyes will be at your chin. It's still the same image, but a very distorted image. God created us in his image, but sin was like a stone. It came and hit the glass, smashed the glass. Now you can't see the image of God in us again. Distorted. And Adam gave birth in his likeness. Sir, you are too much like Adam to think you are okay. Your escape route is to be so much like Christ. That's why we are in church. To be like Christ. So, so God made man in his image so that man can wear God. Or better still, God can put God can put himself into man, and then God and man become fused together. Can you separate yourself from the food you ate yesterday? Show me what scientific experiment or scientific process. Last, last week's rice you ate, that has been digested in your system, that they put you through a process to be able to extract the rice. Can it be done? No. Why? The rice has become you. That's why, watch this. That's why God created man and gave them instructions to eat in the garden. It's all part of the plan. So that, and God put the tree of life there. Jesus said, I'm the, I'm the life and I'm the tree. Jesus is the life. That's why I said, unless you eat me, you will not have life. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. John chapter, chapter 6, verse 48, 49, 50, 50, 50 and all that is there everywhere. He said that. He said, I say unto you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, you don't have life. Me, you have to eat me. That's when you were offended. How can we eat you? How can we eat you? I am I'm the one. I am the one. I'm, I'm, I'm life. So Jesus Christ, the Bible says, in him is life. But he told, he told uh, Martha, I'm the resurrection and the life. Uh, me, I am. Wow. I am. John chapter 11, verse 25. I am the, res- I'm the life. I'm life. I'm life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, Adam, the first Adam became a, a, a living soul. The last Adam, the, the, the last Adam became what? A life giving. I'm the life giver. I'm the life giver. I'm the life giver. Okay. So when God, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible says that God created a garden in Eden and then put man whom he had formed, he put him there. And then verse 9 says that, and out of the ground, God made every tree to grow that was pleasant to the side and good for food. Say good for food. Say good for food. So God put it there and then he, he, he put man in the garden. And the Bible says that the tree of life was the tree of life was also in the midst. No, it was there. It was in the middle. In other words, if I stand here and someone enters the room, do you know who you see first? So prominent. 
God put the tree of life in a prominent position in the garden that there's no way you miss it. But what is this tree of life? And then the Bible says the tree of knowledge of good and evil was also there. And verse 16, and God commanded the man that of every tree, huh? Every tree? Can you define every tree? Yes, all the trees in the, okay, let's look at the trees that were in the garden, verse 9. Out of the ground, we got every tree to grow that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Woo! And then what? The tree of life also, hey! So three categories of tree. The one pleasant to the side, good for food. Tree of life, and then there's another one. And a tree of knowledge. All these trees, three categories in the garden. And God takes man whom he has formed, takes man and puts him in the midst of the garden. And he says, every tree, it. That's the first commandment, I keep saying it. The first commandment is not thou shalt not. The first commandment is thou shalt eat. Those yes. wow. yeah. wow. oh, churches are all about commandment. Don't, don't. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. God didn't create us to worship. He created us to eat. Yeah. That's why the first thing he told them to do was eat. Oh. Eat. Wow. Eat. Wow. Eat. Yeah. It is a sink. He didn't say worship. He didn't say anything. He said, eat. I want you to enjoy. Garden eating means pleasure. So he put them in a garden of pleasure for partying. For partying. And just the way David gave um, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, said, come and let's party, and gave him alcohol. And he was drunk, but he was smart. So he thought when he gets drunk, he would go home and sleep with his wife, but he didn't go home. So in the garden, God also said, come and party. And come and eat. Start eating. And then God himself packaged himself as a tree of life and stayed in a place where you can't miss him. So that, why? So that we can eat. As soon as we eat, because watch this, God created us in his image so that if God enters us, it's so seamless. But he won't force himself. He said, now, come and take me. Jesus said, take of me. They learn of me, for I'm good. And, and then he says that it's, it's, it, unless you eat the flesh of the Son, you don't have life. In John, in John chapter 6, verse 33, 35 particularly, he said, I am the bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, listen, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He said, I'm the bread that came from heaven. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. He whoever comes to me, would never hunger, and he who be- believes in me shall never test. I'm the bread of life. Hey. What do you do with bread? Eat. Yes. Oh. Wow. So I am he. I am he. I am he. I am the bread that gives life. And so in the garden, there was a tree in the garden. But this tree was different from all the tree. And yet there was also another different tree. So when God told them in verse 16 of Genesis, he said, of every tree, you may free. I like the way he put it there. Saying, you may freely eat. In other words, eat as much as you can. It's better than Chinese buffet. Eat as much as you are free to just eat. Just eat. So as you are eating natural 
fruits and from a natural tree, you end up eating meat too. Because the reason why I created man is so that I can now put myself into man. Watch this. Eat! Say eat. Eat. And then verse 17. He said, but there's another tree there. Don't eat that one. That doesn't represent my nature. It represents another nature. If you eat that thing, you didn't have to elaborate. But if you eat that thing, whatever you eat, you become. That's why they can't separate that shaki you ate last week from you if they take you to lab because you have become. That's why your health, your health, boy, girl, your health is at the mercy of your diet. Because wherever you eat, you become. Haven't you heard this? You are what you eat. It is how God created us. So that if you eat God, you are what you eat. He created man. And the first instruction he gave man, he said, eat. And he placed himself before man as a tree. That if you can eat me, if you can eat me, I'll become me. You you become like me. If you can eat me, I'll be mingled with you. I'll be fused in you so much that he who has seen you has seen The bedrock of Christianity. Eat. And yet... As soon as, and then God brought the woman. And as soon as they were alone, Bible says in Genesis chapter three, the appearance of the devil comes in. He was the cunning, most cunning. Satan is very sly. Don't think you are smart. Just follow the rules, because inadvertently, invariably, you'll be bitten if you don't follow the rule. You are not smarter than an ancient devil. Mm. I know we are just friends. I know how to manage her. I know that. Go on. You don't play it according to the rule. Your aspirations of doing ministry will be dashed. So Satan came, cunning serpent. He said, Has God indeed said the first words of the enemy? is to attack the, the word of God. That's the devil's first assignment. Wow. To attack. This is the God really saying. How can this be the Bible? It's not only atheists. It's not only that mad professor. How oh, can you believe in something like this? I just came from God. It's King James who wrote it. <laughs> King James was a bad man to enslave black people. <laughs> you sound so much like the devil in Genesis chapter 3. Yes. The first target is not you, it's to attack the word of God. Has God indeed said, you shall not, look, he even added some to it. Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? No, he didn't say you shall not, he actually said we shall eat. You are scripting and said you shall not. He didn't say we shall not, he said we shall eat. God commanded that. He said, that's what I was teaching you. If the commandment was to eat, not, he said, you do this. He didn't say, don't do it. Yeah. He said, enjoy this. Satan said, 
Did God really say, you shall not eat? God never said you shall not eat. He actually said you shall eat of every tree. And God, and the woman said, we may eat. She got it right, but not fully right. We may eat of the fruits of the tree of the garden, but look at the next one. But of the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat not I. I didn't touch now. God didn't add touch. She's added to the word. Satan invalidated the word. The woman added to the word. Not touch it. Look at the audacity the devil had. The serpent said, you will not surely die. He challenged the word. He said, I put it to you. You will not die. You will not surely die. The woman said, God said, we shall. He said, you will not surely die. Then he asked, he said, God is a bad God. He doesn't want you to enjoy your life. That's why I said, don't have sex. Oh, wow. He just wants you to struggle. That's why I said, don't have a boyfriend. That's why he doesn't want you to live your life, life the way you want it. Really? He said, God knows that in the day you eat it, you, your eyes will open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Oh! So now he said God's intention was to stop us from being like him. Meanwhile, he created us. He created us in his image to be like him, but Satan twisted the word of God. Wow. Twisted the word of God. Look at the next verse. This is getting interesting. So when the woman saw, be careful what you are watching, I told you. Be careful what you are think, focusing on and what you are contemplating. Whatever you keep thinking and thinking and thinking will affect your behavior. I said, we are just friends. We are friends, but me, they are bad guys. They just do drugs, but me, I never do. You do start doing very soon. You don't have to show me who you are. Let me just know your friends. Once I see your friends, I know you are a thief. Once I see your friends, I know you are a church boy, a church girl. Show me your friends, and I'll know whether you pass the exam or not. And I know that you never finished education. Mm. Your friends. Most of you who dropped out, wasn't it based on influence of friends? You always have a, a group of people you are messing up with. Friends. Friends. So, Satan said, don't mind God. He lives in some funny space. He doesn't understand what's going on. God does, God, let's be real. Times have moved on. Times have changed. This Bible was written many years ago. It's out of date. It is not in touch with the morning. Thou did that. Who lives that? They throw it away. So Satan said, throw away the Bible. They are brainwashing you. Tell them the way your brains are dirty, you actually need more. The way you are talking, this is a clear classic sign of a dirty brain. Yes. <laughs> He said, God knows. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for fruit and it was pleasant to the eye and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took off the fruits and ate. And she passed it on to the husband who was with her. Who you marry determines whether you can do ministry or not. So you marry based on hips, based on shortage of men. So, so, so she gave it to her husband and that began, the, they disobeyed God. 
It's not only the disobedience. Two things happened. The biggest problem, actually, both are big problems, so I don't know which one is bigger than me. The biggest, because the Bible said, through Adam's disobedience. Don't underestimate the, the, the place of obedience. Through his disobedience, the many were made sinners. Through the disobedience. God said, don't. He decided to go and do it. So the many were made sinners. And through Christ's obedience, the many were obedience. It's Christianity. Wow. Wow. That's, oh, I don't know. No one can tell me what to do. That's, that's disobedience now. It's the spirit of disobedience. That's what was in the devil. No one can tell me what to do. Christianity is about discipleship. You'll be told, don't sit here. Do this. Do that. Pray like this. Do this. Instructions. Yeah. Reconcile with your mother. Reconcile with your dad if you can. Reconcile. Do that. Go back to school. Do this. Pray every morning. Try and read your Bible. Don't miss church. Go to K-Group. Go to outreach. Go to uh, carry some campus fellowship. Do this. This is, this is just basic sets of instructions colorize your life. When you are painting, it's just brush. But all those instructions are strokes of paints. By the time you realize a beautiful picture has been painted of your life. Instructions. So, two big things. Number one, disobedience. But number two, the scariest part was the nature of Satan entered us. Because we obeyed him. Bible said, to whom you obey, you become their servants. Whom you obey. Whether sin to disobey, uh, to, uh, to whoever you obey, you become the servant of. Yeah, Romans chapter 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey. So when you disobey God, you say, I can't serve God. When you obey the devil, you say, Satan, you are my boss. So the nature of the devil, as soon as we ate the fruit, is not apple for your information. <laughs> Sooner, the nature of Satan enters us, and from that time, the flesh became damaged, and it became beyond redemption. So the flesh, is that, that is what makes us flesh, not just, when I say flesh, I don't mean your human skin flesh. I'm talking about the fallen nature is called flesh. And that nature is serpentine. That's why Jesus could look at them and say, you brood of vipers. So Jesus himself became like also on the cross. He was like the way Moses put the serpent on. He was also like a serpent. According to John chapter 3 verse, verse 14. As Moses put the serpent the same way Jesus on the cross, he was making, mimicking the serpent because serpent nature has entered us as soon as we. Their eyes were open. They said, Who am I? Who am I? And then God was coming. They were running away from God. Since that time, people have been running away. That's why when you are trying to preach, I don't know God. I don't know God. I don't know God. Since that time, people have been running away from God. Some of you, you run away from God until some stubborn person met you. He said, no, stand. I need to take you to Until that girlfriend brought you to church. From that time, people have been running away from God. It wasn't like that. But when the nature of the devil came, came into us, we, 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 it's like when you bring North Pole and North Pole magnet. <laughs> we began, it began the, the, the run. 
Bible says, all, we all have gone astray. Isaiah chapter 53. For we all, as sheep, have gone astray. All of us. For all have sinned. Romans 3, 23. And fallen short of the glory of God. The nature of the devil entered. From that time, the struggle began. From that time, you start envying people. From that time, you start lying. From that time. That's why you are born again, but you still have lust. Sexual tendencies that you know does not please God. You have it. Anger. Bitterness. Arrogance. Envy. Where from these things? God didn't create us like that. That thing we ate, you are what you eat. That thing we ate. Now Christ has come to save us, but not our flesh. So that's why when you come to Jesus Christ, it's like you have come to the tree of life. And then suddenly, your spirit, Jesus said, um, uh, John 10, 10, that the enemy, the thief comes not to, but to still kill. I have come, that you have what? Life. So I brought the life. And in Revelations, this is interesting, Revelations chapter 22, the last chapter in the Bible, it said there was the tree of life in the garden, in, in heaven, in in the middle of, and in the middle of its streets, on every side of the river was the tree of life. That's even interesting. On every side of the river was not the trees of life, at the tree of life. In Revelation, it was in the Genesis, and it's still in Revelation. In the climax of time, ah, the tree was on the beginning, and when everything is worked out. So now, what is happening is God is. That's the message now. What's happening now? God is working himself into us, producing the church. So what's the church? Church is human beings where God has been worked into them. So as you see me, better than Israel, Israel were the people of God, but we are the sons of God. Did you receive something? God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.